twisted listeners. Hi. Hi, everybody. Um, Kim is, <laughs> I think, having a great day, if I were to be sarcastic. What did you tell me you did to your eye? I don't know. Okay, so I'm sitting on the couch like Thursday, and I'm like, huh, my eye hurts a lot. I wonder if I should just take my contacts out. Um, then I wake up, and it feels like there's like, I don't know, sand in my eye. And yes. thinking, maybe I've left a contact in. Oh, so did you I dig around the, in your eye for No, contact? I did a little and it was red. So I thought that's what the red, redness was. So I go to work. I'm feeling nauseous. I'm dizzy. I'm like, I thought I had a fever. So then I went to work. I went to the doctor Friday because I'm like, yeah, maybe I should go to the eye doctor. So she puts a little like yellow stuff in my eye and she's like, oh, she's like, wow. I was like, could you please wow. elaborate? Yeah. She's like, you've got a huge scratch on your eye. I'm like, I don't. I don't have nails right now. I don't know what I'm doing. And um, she said, so you can't wear your contacts. And I said, I don't have glasses that are prescription ready because my prescription keeps changing. So I'm literally having a moment because I couldn't put my contacts in yet. I had to drive home and I can't see. I can't see. Right. Shit. Like right now, the glasses you have on are reading glasses, right? Yeah, well, she then they were like, OK, so we'll get you some some glasses like $800 later. And I'm like, I need them now. Like by the time and I they get do these... that. No, no, no. She's like, it'll be a week. I'm like, well, what am I going to do in between or now? A week. And I'm starting to like cry. Like, of you know. course you are. Yeah. And so they gave me $70 readers for distance, $70 readers for close up. And I have to take a picture of my eye and send are it. Are they called her. readers? Um, if they're for distance? I don't, they're, they're, I don't know what they're called. They're distance readers. They're expensive fucking glasses. But then I canceled the $800. Yeah. I was like, I don't need this right now. I'm I'm pretty sure I can get them cheaper. I didn't say that, but I have my prescription. Fuck. Glasses are always so expensive. 800 fucking. Yes. it's It's like, it's your sight though. And you, you have to. That's a huge, I think, economic divide. Is in our country is. Yeah. And I spend a lot of money on. I, my, I, my vision care every month, like more than, more than it seems like it should be. And I don't, I don't know. So, cause I could not, I could not function or live without my glasses. Now it used to be my contacts, but I don't wear them anymore because they're with the bifocal situation. Mm-hmm. I cannot get the contacts right. Correct. So well, last, I went to the eye doctor actually week before last. And so they put in a, di- a vision, a distance one and a close up one. And I was trying to get used to that. Oh, one for each. Yeah. Did you get used to it? Yeah, it was better because I couldn't see the contacts I had were for far away. But I was noticing as I was even getting on the computer and rowing and trying to read all my stuff, I had to put glasses on on top of it. And I'm like, I'd really like mm-hmm. to not have to wear fucking glasses every time I do everything. So that's what we were working on. And I lost one of them trying to do something with my eyes. So that was just a sample. It's just, you know what? It's Do just, you wear like daily contacts normally? No, it's it's uh, monthly. And okay. They want me to get daily and they're even more expensive than God. Yeah, God's I use the contacts. daily, but right now I'm where I have these bifocal contacts and some this makes and i know why it's got something to do with blood sugar but like sometimes they're they're fine they're perfect and i can read and function in them but if for some reason my blood sugar is low or higher either one really? suddenly they don't work at all yeah That's so weird yeah 
So well, it's interesting because she said, I, she said, I've had men pass out with the kind of scratch you have on your eye. You're like, well, I'm almost there. Of and I'm like, would pass out. really? Well, I said, well, we give birth and they don't. I said, when can I wear contacts? She's like, when you heal. I said, how long is that going to be? So I've got antibiotics. I'm putting in like every 20 minutes. I'm close to wanting a patch, seriously, because the light and everything. Um, I just, I, I taught a class yesterday. I came home and slept. So she's like, oh, God. it was interesting. She said like, you, if an eyelash falls anywhere on your body, you don't care. But the, the minute it falls into your eye, you stop everything you're doing to get it out. She's like, that's how sensitive your eye is. And it's, it's responsible for so many like, like, you know, balance and um, yeah. your headache. And if, if your eyes are out, then you get nauseous. I mean, yeah, if you're, and if your eye, if you haven't, your eyes water, like all of a sudden your nose is running. Yeah, my nose is running. Yeah. Okay, wow. Well, you are just doing great. Uh, I'm let's... absolutely fabulous. But I'm actually glad we're doing this because I'm... Um, Takes your mind off of it? Yeah, a little bit. Let me go. Hold on. I need... My nose is running. Let me get a tissue. I wish that while Kim is gone, I could think of a little joke to tell or something. Okay, I probably just need I to can't. clear it in. Hmm? Nothing. Hi. 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 So I'm going to let you drive on this one right now because... You just bring it up and it pisses me off. So let's t- let's talk about it. I'm going to try to have an open mind. I don't believe any of it, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> there are a ton of articles and these really date back to like 2019 and on. So mm-hmm. not brand spanking new, but it's starting to come more into the forefront of education, I guess you would say. So the title of this article is Belief in Learning Styles Myth May Be Detrimental. So I I know you're, she's shaking her head no, she's no. Okay, so many people, including educators, believe that learning styles are set at birth and they predict both academic and career success, but there is no scientific evidence evidence that supports this, again, they call it a myth. And it's according to research that was published by the American Psychological Association. So in two online experiments that had 668 participants, more than 90% of them believe that people learn better if they are taught in their predominant learning style, whether that is visual, auditory, tactile, But those who believe in learning styles are split evenly into two different groups. Um, One is an essentialist group with really strongly held beliefs about learning styles. And one is a non-essentialist group that has more flexible beliefs about learning styles. Of the people who believe in the learning styles, the assistentialist group believe that learning styles are inherited, don't change with age, and can predict both academic and career success. The non-essentialist group held looser beliefs about learning styles, kind of viewing them as more malleable. Um, They overlap, and they can also be determined by your environmental factors. Mm -hmm, I agree with that. Yes. And I would say that I would probably definitely not fall in the first rigid group, but more in the malleable Mm -hmm. group. Um, So 
research is showing, and this is the part that you're not going to like, that learning styles, the learning styles model can actually undermine education in a lot of different ways because educators spend time and money tailoring lessons to certain learning styles for different students, even though all students would benefit from learning through various methods. Students study in ways that match their perceived learning style, even though that might not actually help them succeed. Mm -hmm. Some teacher certification programs incorporate learning styles into their courses, which they're saying continues to perpetuate the myth for the next generation of teachers. Now, I will buy into that I don't think you teach certain kids certain ways based on learning styles. I'm more of the belief that you teach in all learning styles so that all students can be successful. I'm not going to say, hey, Kim, you are auditory. So I don't really want you to watch this lesson. I want you to go over here and listen to it. Like, so let me... Okay, I'm going to speak up. Is my master's research, which you were part of, in a maybe just a just by observing only, was if children know their learning style, are they more um, are they more successful in school? So I did my research was that I just gave random kids all different ways to do an activity, which is fine, and that's what we should do. But then when they learned their learning styles and they told me how they learn best, which is really what we want students to do. We don't want to tell them how they learn. We want them to kind of understand. I know for a fact that if you're not going to show me a picture and you're just going to tell me go east, west, north and south, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I need a visual. I don't have my directionality is very weak. So once they figured out we talked about their learning styles and they did another activity or whatever it was. Within that, that learning style, they not only did they feel more success, they felt stronger and they felt better about the content. I, I, I feel like the article is saying that teachers are spending time and money personalized learning, personalizing learning for each individual student. I don't think I've ever done that. I think what I've done is I've offered activities within all the learning styles, and I'm talking multiple intelligences. Um. Because the idea is that you're honoring all of the intelligences and all of the proclivities that students have. And we're also aware of the fact that we teach in our most comfortable style that does not hit, nor does it, you know, it's not affecting other, all, all the students. Like they're not all getting the way we're teaching because we're teaching what's comfortable to us. Like if I, for me to teach in a, can it, like visual, like linear drawing maps and things like that, that's really hard for me. Teaching yeah. geometry was hard for me, but I worked on it because those are the ways some kids learn. So I don't know. I, I I don't even know why this is a thing because I think there's so many different other fucking issues to deal with. Right. So this article is um, it's by the fee.org, F-E-E.org. That probably stands for something. I don't know mm-hmm. what it stands for, but it says... Um, Uh, That most people think that there are different learning styles and it's so obvious that it's simple, common knowledge. But the problem is, according to this article, no matter how hard scientists have looked, they've not been able to find any evidence for the learning styles theory. Indeed, many academics who study this for a living consider learning styles to be one of the biggest myths in education. 
Um, Students may have preferences about how to learn, but no evidence suggests that catering to those preferences will lead to actually better learning. And there's more where that came from. It's saying, you know, we've all heard that students learn better when instruction is provided in a format that matches their learning style. So their their takeaway is the contrast between the enormous popularity of the learning styles approach within education and the lack of credible evidence for its utility is, in our opinion, striking and disturbing. If classification of students' learning styles has practical utility, it remains to be demonstrated. Okay, so I'm going to go to Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Um, and he's a psychologist, and he first proposed a theory in 1983 in a book called Frames of Mind, where he broadens the definition of intelligences and outlines several distinct types of intellectual competencies. Um, so there's basically eight that he has, but there's more. There's like culinary, there's engineering. There's a lot of different competencies that he's seeing where people kind of um, gravitate to as far as their learning goes. He writes that we may all have these intelligences, but our profile of these intelligences may differ based on genetics or experience. He defines intelligence as a biopsychological bio potential, potential to process information that can be activated in a cultural setting to solve problems and create products that are of value. Individuals possess various distinct types of intelligences rather than a single general intelligence. So it's linguistic, logical, mathematical, musical, spatial, bodily kinesthetic, interpersonal, intrapersonal, naturalistic, emphasizing a broader understanding of human capability. We have always had those kids in our class who who are tapping or moving or kinesthetically inclined. Like, I don't understand how they're saying it's not a thing. I don't get it. I think there's so apparently you and I may not be privy to this, but apparently out there in the world, there are teachers who are really, I don't know, personalizing to a great extent. They've done that. They have done multiple, multiple tests. This The experience where half of a group of people um, learn in their learning style while the other half experience the same lesson in a different way. They determine, they take a test to determine how much they remember or how much they learned. And there is statistically no significant difference between the people who learn something according to their so-called learning style versus those who did not. So I, I just personally, like, I don't have a qualitative quantitative data, but I can tell you that I have, I have seen a lot of progress with students because I've actually had like them choose activities that they wanted to, to how they wanted to show me what they knew. Right. Like project. Menus, it could have been a, right. Well, it could, I had a tic-tac, like a, the tic-tac-toe, yep. Or, or just a checklist of like, would you, even if it's as simple as, would you rather tell me about it, show me about it, or, or write about it? Like, because you know, there's some kids who understand the content, but the way you're assessing them does not align with the way they have learned it. So, okay, if so I've I have a question. It, yeah. And I'm right there with you in the, I did the tic-tac-toes. I assessed in multiple ways, all of that stuff. Here's my question though. When they get out into the real world and they're doing a job at a real company and regardless of how, what their learning style is, they're expected to do X, Y, or Z 
that isn't a really good match for their learning styles? Have we set them up for success if we have only assess them in their learning style? I be- Well, I'm not saying only assess them, but I, I believe yes, because it's kind of like not many. But then people- they're going to have to do a task they've never done no, or that they don't but- do well. No, that's not that's not where I'm coming from. Okay. As a sim, like I, I do sim professional, the I do sim strategies, right? So these are strategies that we give kids to use that become inherent strategies. Maybe it's a study. Maybe it's a mnemonic device. Maybe it's an inference strategy where the strategy becomes an inherent way to get through whatever they need to get through. So f- for me personally, and I'm just going to talk about me because I know me better than anyone else, that I was not mathematical. I was not. Until somebody showed me, hey, when you draw it out or you show step by step or you you get a diagram. So if I come across something like that in the real world, I know, hey, I need to go get a graph for this or I need to write this down as they're talking or I need to watch a video about it. Like it doesn't it's not like I only do it this way, but it gives you the tools to get to a task that Mm -hmm. that will help you do the task in the way that you need to do it. It doesn't mean that, I mean, you've got to know how you learn. Like I go into high school classes. I'm like, do you know how you learn? Do you know what's best? And they say, yeah, I just like paper pencil. I like to be left alone. I like to work in a group. I like to have a partner. I like to Mm -hmm. show it. I like to write it. I like to do a presentation. I get those opportunities in my job. If someone's like, someone was asking me the other day about doing a presentation and I said, okay, how do we want this to look? how the teachers don't want to sit and get, they want to have, you know, you think about, I think we're (laughs) defining it too much. I think you're saying, Oh, I'm only visual. So I have everything I do in my job has to be visual. No, you can, you can figure out a visual way to get things done. If it's not presented to you in that way, I think it's stupid. So this is the takeaway at the end of this article. And I yeah. think this is where it all comes from. Are you ready? And the person writing this article is actually, you know, probably a linguistic, verbal linguistic person because they're writing. <laughs> Did I see a presentation with this? No. Did I see a short film or anything? No. This person wrote it down because that is how they express themselves best. Okay, listen to the takeaway. <laughs> Simply put, mm-hmm. teachers should be free to provide whole class lessons to the greatest extent possible. They make it sound like people are pulling reading groups based on learning style. I don't think that happens. The the nature of the content being taught would largely determine the delivery method for each lesson. Not only would this be a more efficient use of teacher time, but it would also to help students learn more effectively. So they think, I don't know. I feel like- What is that? How long has that person been teaching? What's the person's name? I don't know. Um, so they're saying what, could you sum- summarize that for me? Cause I need, I need to understand before I get pissed off again. It's saying that instead of teaching based on a child's learning style, their individual learning style that you should teach the way the topic, the topics are better suited for certain methods than other. So for example, a good teacher will probably use plenty of pictures of models when when teaching young students about shapes and patterns. For other topics, such as learning how to pronounce certain words, the teacher will provide plenty of verbal instruction and practice. And some topics are best taught by a combination of visual, auditory, and tactile kinesthetic approaches. 
when teaching oh, about shit. this. I, right? That's what I'm saying. Like when they say learning styles is a myth, and then it goes on to say when teaching about the solar system, for example, it makes sense to give students pictures of the planets, provide a detailed verbal description, and let them work with an accurate physical model of the solar system. It makes me want to say, do you think that there are teachers out there who are teaching about the solar system and they're only giving their tactile kinesthetic kids the the plant the model? Like that's not happening. You make sure that you're hitting on a variety of learning styles, but you're not just presenting the information to certain kids in certain ways. Does that make sense? This is Michael. What's this dude's name? Michael Zwagstra. He's the author of a book called A Sage on the Stage, Common Sense Reflections on Teaching and Learning, and co-author of What's Wrong with Our Schools and How Can We Fix Them. And I, I, I do attribute some of his um, lack of understanding to the fact that he's a high school teacher. And I'm going to assume that he's never stepped foot into an elementary instruction. Did I do more work with elementary instruction and learning styles? Fuck yes, I did. But did I also consider it for my resource students? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I didn't do it at, th- at the same extent, but I also knew, first of all, if you've got a processing issue, that has a lot to do with, you've got to figure that out. How are you going to get to that kid? We're not Montessori. Do we offer things in a variety of ways? Is it feasible in a high school classroom to 130 students to give them eight different projects or choices? No. but there is a point in time where you just, you figure out, hey, this isn't working. I need to make sure that there's a variety of ways that I'm offering this to kids. Do they need a flip classroom? Do they need this? Do they need that? Do they have it? Do we need a pretest to see what they already know so I can move on? Elementary for me, and I've never taught middle school, so I can't speak to that. Elementary, they, they just need to know how they learn. They need to know what is best for them. Do they need to sit closer to the teacher do Mm. they need to be in their own space do they need sound do they need no sound you know it's it's little things like that and i tell you i tell you this is not the problem in education right now is learning styles if we're putting that much effort into learning styles and this is the biggest complaint that somebody has that's it's ridiculous we have way more way more issues and i would much rather a teacher try to focus in on how the students in his or her classroom are learning more than getting, you know, in trouble for whatever they're getting in trouble for. We're not answering an email. I don't, that's how I feel. <laughs> I agree. It was just but, a fun conversation. It was just a topic I saw. And I, I know went, you sent Whoa. it to me and I'm spicy anyway. So you saw this, this in um, LinkedIn, right? This idea of learning styles. Mm-hmm. not being- Yeah, hold on. So there was a post and I won't. There was a post that I saw. Um, from somebody who says like, okay, so there's, there was a post and then somebody shared the post and it says recently I've had at least two senior learning and development folks claiming to be experts in learning and being absolute believers in learning styles. That's how strongly this is entrenched and people don't know they don't know. And so that person is saying like, Hey, um, 
people out here still believe in this. And then this other guy responded and said, one of the challenges with addressing the myth of learning styles is I can't think of any real harm that it does. Even from people who believe in learning styles, I've yet to hear of an example where someone has successfully addressed or attempted to assess learning styles of their learners and proceeded to target their learning solutions to these styles. Measuring impacts can come next, but what people... But what are people doing apart from having a strong belief in learning styles? Does it translate to anything actionable apart from frustrate people who know it's not useful? So hey, this guy was like all over the place. Like, I can't think of any real harm it does, but what are they doing wasting their time was his take. So then that got me digging and reading the article that was posted about learning styles. And then I went down a rabbit hole and sent you all the articles. If it's not causing harm, why are we talking about it? I guess in the real world, people are claiming to be like an expert on learning styles and they're saying learning styles don't exist. So how could I get graduate with my master's with a full-on approved 100 paper, 100 page uh, research project on learning styles from Mercer University? I don't okay. know. Some people, some people might have done your same experiment. Not necessarily. I mean, you had the experience you had. Somebody else may do a similar experience and draw a different conclusion. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if it was such a bullshit, if it's if it's not something that is quantifiable, then my that Mercer wouldn't have let me do the project. They would have geared, steered me in another direction for my master's thesis. Like. They're not going to let you do like do our rainbows, you know, our unicorns real in my master's thesis. They're going to well, be okay, right. you know. So whether you believe in learning styles or you don't believe in learning styles, obviously, keep teaching in a variety of ways. I think that's just the biggest takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Do all what's right. best for kids. It's all right, everyone. Stay twisted in whichever way you're twisted. Mm-hmm.